Welcome everybody to Shitty Cowboys. Hey guys, what happened last week on Shitty Cowboys? It was a fun one. It was a good time. We built a perfectly serviceable uh, cabin up in the woods. I suppose we were temp- well. I suppose we start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start. Uh, we returned from the Witch Iron Mine. We uh, got our payment uh, from Chester Buttery. Went to the lumber yard, which was uh, Gnome Depot, I believe. That Spoke to was. a fellow there who was a very, very lonely gnome. Mm-hmm. Uh, bought some lumber from him. And then we carried that out there to the woods, the Weird Whisper <clears throat> Woods, where we uh, erected a cabin and a uh, fire watchtower on top of a little point there in uh, over uh, overlooking a bend in the river. Real nice spot, and uh, we made that house with absolutely no faults whatsoever. It was perfect in every way. Uh, but was it, though? Well, I mean... Uh, yeah, something about a hallway? I mean, there is that hallway, but that's really more of a feature than a fault. <laughs> it's just... It's kind of just channels you in there, gets you real snug-like. It's supposed to represent coziness, and it's good feng shui. Yeah, so in the in that uh, water feature in the foyer, yeah, it's beautiful, right? You know, some people, you know, they they need like white noise or like the sound of rain falling to help them sleep. And me and Sean, we being real close to nature, we like that kind of thing. So you know, as I say, it's, there's nothing wrong with the uh, the house at all. It is uh, perfect and uh, <laughs> meets with every design specification we had. <laughs> Yeah, and that that was really it. It was it was a little bit of a shorter episode because I mean we set out to build a house and gosh dang it we built us a house. So uh. <laughs> God, God uh, consarn it, we built ourselves a house. Um, it. So I guess we could uh, the house. If you all remember, um, one thing that we're kind of keeping track of now is days because now you all have a fifty fifty stake. Um, in uh, Witch Iron Mine, uh, the other 50-50 stake, of course, owned by the one and only Chester Buttery. And uh, so we're kind of keeping track of days to determine how much gold you all can collect any time that you uh, swing by the town of West Hollow now that you're uh, living outside of the town. Um, so... Uh, we'll start off on day 26, uh, the day after you all finish building your house. You all wake up, um, beautiful sunrise. How is the first day sleeping in your house proper? Uh, how's that going to get kicked off? Um, we cuddling? I'm going to be, oh, sorry, you go, you go first there, boy. Ah, uh, I feel like we, we'd be cuddling, right? <laughs> you guys do have I mean, two separate I mean, rooms, right? Well, yeah, but we get lonely. It's, it's the first night. Oh, that's true. It's spooky. You know, sometimes you go to bed separately and you have good intentions. You go to sleep sleep alone for the first time in a long time. And then you just get cold and you feel there's a lack of human body warmth in the small of your back. And sometimes you need to go back and have a spoon. Yeah, the house hasn't built heat yet. It's just cold, so... No, we got to keep warm by pressing our naked bodies together. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the way, it's proven survival. Uh, so I mean, just, I could light a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants that, though? Who wants to do that work? 
Um, so just who, which one of you is kind of the more early riser uh, in the, mm. in general, really? This is more for my a, knowledge than anything else. I likes to get up good and early and have a fiddle. I'll okay. be out there on, I'll be out there shirtless on the porch there, just uh, having a play Cotton Eye Joe on the fiddle. So I like to see the the crack of dawn up with the birds, playing my fiddle along with the birds. I'm up three hours later. Sean Marson gets to just wake <laughs> up to this beautiful fiddling going That's right. on. Yeah, I've been playing Cotton Eye Joe for three hours. <laughs> You only know one song. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful, though. It's a beautiful rendition. Get kind of caught in a trance. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, what kind of, what kind of food do you all been collecting for, for breakfast and stuff? Out here in the wilderness, it's pretty plentiful. Uh, I mean, it's you know, not hard to find Berries. anything that's not super rare. Well, I mean, you can go looking for bear eggs or every uh, wild boar out there in the, like, you know, razorbacks and that. We can just harvest little bits of bacon, like I said before. We just cut a little bit of bacon off the <laughs> belly of the boar, and you let it go away, and it grows back. It's uh, Mama Nature's sustainable bacon. I forgot about the uh, regenerative, uh, regenerative properties of uh, boars <laughs> in this That's right. game. <laughs> That's right. Um, so after you all have this three-hour Cotton Eye Joe uh, concert for the one and only Sean Marston and have some uh, some some bacon and bear eggs, uh, what would you two like to do today? On your, it's it's probably kind of weird because you guys have almost spent a full month with something to do <laughs> building this thing, and now it's built. <laughs> well, I ain't never been a gentleman of leisure. Uh kind of want to work for a living i suppose and there's always things that we can do around the place make it better i was looking at maybe getting some kind of sanding stones up in the tower or uh it's a good idea what else the ammunition uh some place where you can make sure we never run out of bullets because uh we ain't real good at math so uh Sometimes lose count of precisely quite how many bullets we got at any given time. Uh, that'd be nice. Or the moonshine shack. That'd mm-hmm. be pretty cool, too. There's all kinds of upgrades we could be working toward. And I, I reckon we can go call a, call on Chester, see if we got any profits coming from the witch iron mine, and then maybe check out the bounty board and see if there's any work going. What say you, Sean? Sound good to me, boy. Like, right. yes, let's go. All right. <laughs> like he is. <laughs> Just threw me off a little bit there. John, John didn't mention to me he was changing his voice, so it didn't hurt his throat as much today. Uh, That's probably a good call. Just you surprised me. <laughs> like he is, let's get. Yeah, it's I, all right, yes. It's them, uh, it's them honey teas we've been, <laughs> been having. Really cleared up that bronchitis been troubling you for so long. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hollywood, let's go. Uh, so you guys mount up Hollywood and Ubo and head off to town. And I'm just now realizing that um, I believe we said the journey uh, to this place took, um, I mean, I think it was like an eight hour ride down here. 
So I'm just now realizing that that's going to be kind of annoying <laughs> whenever... Um, we'll figure it out. You all make it to town, we'll say around, like, lunchtime. A little bit late for a lunchtime, like 1 o'clock in the... A little bit past high noon. And um, do we want to just do the roll for the gold? Or do we actually want to go and talk to Chester? Um, it's up to you if you think it would flow better to just do the roll and we'll pretend we yep. had a chat with Chester. We'll and that, that was my question. As long as you guys don't like have anything you guys need from Chester, I think it makes sense. Mm, to not just... really, other than just to put him in his place, <laughs> like I do every single time. I mean, we could Throw bully him, him for a I'm little gonna... bit. Let's, let's not bully him. <laughs> beat his ass in the street. <laughs> I'm gonna beat your ass raw in the street there, Chester. Um, Making sure he does his job. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I, I think sometimes we might have a conversation with him if Chester either has something for you two or if you two have something for Chester. And if not, I think we can just, anytime we swing, swing by town, um, we can go ahead and just do a, um, a roll for it. So, my thinking was going to be, and will you two please remind me if I said this out loud last time or not? Because I do not remember. My thinking was going to be I was going to roll a d20 and multiply that by however many days it's been um but i'm realizing mm. it might be better to do a lower die but have it with a modifier like a plus six or something because i would hate to roll a d20 and get a one and then you two make 26 <laughs> gold uh in a month you know what i mean so i'm yeah. thinking may maybe like a um 12 yeah maybe people were sick that month yeah yeah and and that is going to be part of it part of it it is going to be kind of an ebb and flow with um sometimes uh something may have happened there may have been a cave-in in the mine or you know there's going to be different circumstances that will uh regulate how much gold you all make um so yeah how about we try at least for this first one uh we'll do a d12 plus um, we'll do a D12 plus six. And, uh, if you, one of you two want to roll that, I, I kind of do like be... a D100 instead. <laughs> yeah. But then that also, oh, a D100 times 26, but that could still be a one. Plus 100. It oh, could be a yeah. one divided by six <laughs> and then time that times that by the original number. And then, you know, the square root of that is what we'll get. <laughs> oh, Damn it. Let's, for now, let's keep it simple. And I want to make sure that... Uh, it's perfectly simple. <laughs> you know some simple elementary math. Um, no. Uh, yeah, let's do a, a D12, 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 plus D12 plus 6 right? for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's Brill. mostly completely just made up on the spot. Um, eight. Okay. And, of, of course, we all know that eight times 26 equals um where'd that go it's pulling up somewhere um 208 uh so you two will collect a total of 208 gold uh just for swinging by which um is pretty <laughs> uh not 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 too bad um so i guess 104 gold each and i don't remember how much gold you you both have right now i think you spent uh a decent amount on the lumber, but I think you also both had a, a few uh, gold pieces left over. 
thought I had like 10 or something. (laughs) Maybe. I will go back and listen to that at some point and uh, tell you precisely how much money we have. Y'all, we're really good at keeping notes on this show. Wait, what did did we just earn? Um, You both just got 104. 104, yeah. Okay. 104, sorry. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all for doing nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Building a house. Yeah. Uh, so now that you guys have uh, stopped by Chester, picked up uh, your cut of the, this month's gold, uh, what would you guys like to do in the town? Hmm. Well, don't have no booze up in the uh, up in the hills. I wonder if that handsome fella with the very sick omelets is working today. Uh, he's a pretty pretty nice fella. Go have a look in the uh, the old saloon. Wet the trail dust out of the old throat. Hollywood could probably use a sarsaparilla. Oh, jeez. Okay, you want to roll? Try to get Hollywood back in there again. <laughs> yeah. That could. Oh, yeah. That's always fun. Let's try it. I, I don't think, think it I worked rolled, last time, did it? I think you rolled bad and you couldn't. Get- I've had mixed results with uh, Hollywood. So, via an animal handling and um, your DC. Oh, that sounds way too loud. Uh, 25. Holy <laughs> hell. You've learned from your previous mistakes, and you are able to... Maybe the last time you tried, you put a little bit of uh, denting in the saloon doors, um, cracked the wood a little bit, and for whatever reason now, you are able to get uh, Hollywood into this this uh, the Dusty Boot Saloon. And uh, inside, it's actually pretty crowded, which, I mean, it's a little weird because it's, you know, like I said, it's a little late for lunchtime, so a little strange that it's this packed, but uh, you've got the, you've got some people playing poker over in the corner, you've got somebody uh, playing on one of those tin pianos uh, in, in an opposite corner. Uh, there's not many seats available except for... Um, uh, just a handful of seats on the at the bar, and now you've got Hollywood also, uh, just <laughs> kind of cramping up the foyer. Make way! Can you see I got a horse in here? Wrong. Get people, whether by choice or just sheer power of Hollywood, uh, are getting scooted aside. Is uh, you two, you three? Uh, make it up to the bar and it's just Hollywood's just head is <laughs> just like over the bar uh, leaning over uh, behind the counter uh, eating the cherries down there I'm sure horses like cherries right <laughs> good boy good boy <laughs> oh shit Hollywood found the sugar cubes yeah, he's a good boy so howdy it is yes. the it's the bear egg guy Hey, it's a handsome stranger. How you doing? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't remember this guy's voice at all. It's probably, it's probably like this, a little bit of a twang to it, so maybe. We'll try. We'll see how it goes. Hey! Hi! <laughs> Howdy there. Sometimes I just, you know, like to really make sure that I'm sticking to a very consistent voice, and sometimes I feel like it sways one way or another, and I just wanted to make sure I'm using the same voice I used when I talked to you about the bear eggs last time. I remember uh, the cuddle we had and the bear eggs. Uh, you two, I haven't seen you two around here in some, quite some time. 
Now, well, we've been up building. We must have a little homestead up in the uh, Weird Whisper Woods. Oh, he's while this conversation's going, he's trying to uh, take uh, Hollywood's head and nose and kind of point it away because now Hollywood is really getting into the nooks and crannies of those sugar cubes. Hey, good boy. <laughs> he's just, like trying to put. Oh, so um, how did you get this big fella in here? Through the door. Yeah, I can see that he is much bigger than that door, though. Can you... Uh, we're out of sugar cubes now, so I hope you didn't need anything with sugar in it. No, just some whiskey. Some whiskey. Sarsaparilla for Hollywood. Sarsaparilla for... is Oh, is this big big guy right here Hollywood, or is this Hollywood? Hollywood. He points at Sean Marston. No, that's Sean. <laughs> okay. Sean Marston. I'll take I, a beer. I yeah, I don't remember if I... Okay, a beer, sarsaparilla, uh, whiskey. Whiskey. And uh, did he think I was Susan before? Not this I guy. Not that was in the trough. Oh, that was in the trough. I think okay, you. Okay. I think you're specifically only Susan at the trough. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> the the famous Susan, <laughs> Su- sleepy Susan Stew. Oh shit, guys, we're funny sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I can get all that. I. I this thing's now working its way down to the lemons, and I don't know if it's gonna like that. Um, here, let me just get that bucket of sarsaparilla, maybe, maybe distract it a little bit. Oh, pop, and he plops down a uh, a big, uh, like a water bucket, like a mop bucket of sarsaparilla in front of uh, Hollywood. Um, and then he grabs a bottle for Sean Marston, cracks it open, sets it on the counter, and then uh, pours a. Um, a double shot of whiskey for you, Jambalaya. Thank you kindly. And uh, while you two are enjoying your drinks, and Hollywood is definitely enjoying uh, his drink, (laughs) you hear in the corner from that poker table, you cheat! (laughs) And you look over and you see this uh pretty elderly man uh, that has this just his hat as he stood up has fallen off his head. He's got a big uh, bald spot on top of his head with this wiry stringy white hair going down to his shoulders. Uh, His son looks or his face looks like it's been taking a beating from the sun and across the the table is this little tiny gnome that is in a a pretty nice looking suit kind of like it looks like, like a modern day like magician suit um, and he says, no, I wasn't cheating. It was just luck of the draw. And you can see beads of sweat going down his face. And as soon as he scoots back from the table and puts his hands up, uh, a couple cards fall out of his sleeves. And then as if on cue, all hell just breaks loose. Uh, you see, uh, the, the guy with the wiry hair, um, grab him up by the collar and throws the first punch. And then everybody around the room just erupts. People are taking the chair they're sitting in and they're breaking it and just using the, uh, the chair legs. And it's everyone, it seems to, uh, maybe have some of that programming still from when West Hollow was first, um, westernized or uh you know wild westernized um but everyone's getting in on this everyone seems to be enjoying themselves and then a a a separate little gnome 
um, runs over to you, Sean Marston, and he kick, starts kicking you as hard as he can in the shin. Okay. And, he, and he's just yelling, Marvin, you bastard! Um, so, real quick, does an 11 hit you, Sean Marston? No, but he thinks I'm Marvin. Um, he doesn't even seem to be talking to you. It seems like oh, he's okay. kind of like venting some frustration gotcha, just gotcha. at this Marvin. But we can go ahead and um, I don't even think we need initiative, really. I think we can just have some fun with this if you guys want. All right. <laughs> I'm going to stab this gnome in his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> he's a goner. That's quite quite the escalation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's kicking my but, shin, dude. That's, that's, I mean, that's fairly, fairly in keeping with how we respond to he's things. Got, usually, he, so. He's got a pay, man. Oh, God. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, I'm rolling it. <laughs> 18, uh, five points of damage. Okay. Oh, yeah, with a uh, bottle. How about that? Oh yeah, break your beer bottle, and that's, uh, that's a little bit not as bad. <laughs> okay, so uh, what we'll do for that? Oh, okay, well it was <laughs> just stabbing in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how we'll do that? Uh, uh, a little bit different is um, it's actually still a D four. Um, what just? So you all are aware. All, all of the things in this room, the, uh, people are using a wide variety of things. Some people are using bottles. Some people are using chair legs. Um, some people are using full tables. Uh, but they're all improvised weapons, so they'll all be 1d4 damage. Um, and your dagger was a d4, but it was also plus your proficiency. But since you're using your bottle now, um, we'll just take the three, uh, the two instead of the five. So that will be two points of damage as you... Smash? Are you gonna smash a bottle on the counter and then stab? That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, Jambalaya, what what are you doing? Hollywood is Hollywood. Hollywood (laughs) is just still head deep in this mop bucket of sarsaparilla. I am gonna mount Hollywood. Oh God! (laughs) This is why I was so excited for you to bring Hollywood in here. Yeah, I'm mounting up. But we'll I'm say going. that that I think I think mounting a horse in D and D is like half your movement or something like that. So we'll say that you, that was half <laughs> your movement. <laughs> Hollywood, let's go. And then we try and make him just like trample <laughs> around the inside of the saloon. Roll it's time! A- somebody brought some law and order to this situation. Roll a, uh, a an animal handling check for that. See if I can convince him to get get his head out of the bucket. Of <laughs> yeah, Sesperilla. I think that's what most of this check is gonna be. A seven. Oh, oh no. no, you mount up and you're like trying to kick it, uh, kick him into action, and he's just sitting there, head deep in that bucket, <laughs> paying you no attention at all. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, ordinary old mule. Come on. Um. You look over and you see a woman that has a metal arm and she takes her metal arm off and there are uh, these two other uh, gentlemen fighting and she's just like hitting both of them with that metal arm now. Uh, the gnome that 
was kicking at Sean Marson has fled and has <laughs> left the saloon, uh, bleeding pretty badly. And uh, then a dwarf with this big, enormous mustache uh, jumps onto a chandelier uh, from a table, gets a big running leap, and uh, I'm going to roll for it and see if this works as I was thinking. Whoa, wow, a 19. Um, yes. Jumps, swings from the chandelier, and uh, I almost called you Silas. Um, Jambalaya. <laughs> no, that's a different show. He kicks you. Maybe off of Hollywood. I'll let you roll a strength saving throw to see if you're able to hold on. Okay. If I beat him, can I do a re- like a reversal? Yeah. Oh man, twenty one. Okay. Yeah. What's this look like? So when he comes swinging in to like double kick me in the chin, I grab him by the waist. And just power bombing off the side of my horse <laughs> onto the floor. Fantastic. All right, we'll go back up to Sean Marson now. Sean Marson, uh, people have seen you stab that gnome now, and they're giving you a little bit of a wide berth right now. Okay. Um, but you can definitely still <laughs> get crazy. in on this action. Yeah. All right. I'm going to mount the dwarf to try to get him and stab him, <laughs> stab him in the forehead with my bottle. <laughs> It's a famous double team maneuver from Sean Marston, Jambalaya Pendergrass. The old powerbomb mounted stabbing. Oh, I don't know if that's going to hit a 12. Well, you'll have advantage because he'll be oh, prone okay. now from that's Jambalaya. True. He's being powerbombed, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> An eight. An eight. Yeah, he, uh, as soon as he hits the ground, he starts rolling just kind of from his own, uh, an inertia and then so as soon as you jump down to try to uh, mount him um, he is already rolling out of the way he rolls under um, a table um, Jambalaya back up to you I don't really know what's going on or who to focus <laughs> my anger on <laughs> firebomb the dwarf um. <laughs> Like I said, it mostly One looks thing to like cross off my bucket list. <laughs> it mostly looks like these people are just kind of letting loose some like pent up energy or something or frustrations yeah, or having fun. Is there anybody who looks like they're in prime position to get kicked right in the balls? Mm, let's see. Um, get like a run up. Get a drop kick right in there. Hmm. So you're still on your horse, right? On Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I guess I could just like. <laughs> I tell you what, if I'm still mounting on Hollywood, I'll just get up, stand on his back on the saddle, and then do like a missile drop kick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> just on the nearest person. The nearest person. Uh, we will say that the nearest person to you is actually a. Uh, it's this Warforge that is um, the guy with the wiry hair that dropped his hat. The Warforge mm-hmm. is bending down picking up that hat, trying it on, and then leaning around and looking in the bar's mirror and looking at himself and taking it off. And he's kind of right now just like looking for other hats that people have dropped and trying them all on. And in the middle of one that he's bent down, picking up a new hat, uh, let's see how your uh, dive bomb kick goes. Uh, well, I'm not rolling for that. <laughs> for that. An unarmed uh, strike, I guess? An unarmed strike? All right. <laughs> 
was a high risk maneuver. <laughs> NBA is bleeding in. 14. Uh, 14. That will indeed hit. Yeah. Um, so, and with three bludgeoning damage, I forget how unarmed strikes do. Is it just like your strength modifier damage every time? Um, something like that. Something like that. Uh, well, it says three points of damage right there. And also, I just realized that. Damn it, Clancy. Uh, it, the sound switched back to the outside sound. Um, yeah, the, the bartender now, uh, the, the bear eggs guy, uh, you haven't seen him for a couple seconds, but then you see him pop up from behind the bar and he slams a basket down on the bar and it's just filled with about a dozen bear eggs. And he just starts eating them at different customers around the room. Um, Sean Marson, one of them accidentally hits you. You think it's on accident, maybe, uh, while you're down on the ground. And, uh, yeah, we'll go back up to Sean. (laughs) Is anybody standing under the chandelier? Um, no, the dwarf was the only person that has yet to try to, um, (laughs) oh, I, sorry, you said standing under it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's actually a group. There's, uh, three people that are kind of in like a triangle. They all have one hand on somebody else's collar and they're all just kind of pulling each other back and forth. And right now it's pretty deadlocked and they're like directly under it. All right. I'm going to shoot it. (laughs) (laughs) Can I do that? Yeah. (laughs) Just roll your gun. (laughs) Quick draw. (laughs) (laughs) 20 20 (laughs) uh yeah you let me roll this um let's see i think probably 2d6 damage i'm gonna roll 2d6 damage from the chandelier falling on them and seven okay i was gonna see if it was gonna be enough to actually knock them unconscious in one go it doesn't so as soon as it falls on them uh, classes on them, knocks all three of them to the ground, and they are all looking. Some of the glass from the chandelier has now uh, broken off and cut them up pretty good, and they've got some pretty gnarly bruises and bumps on them. Um, but they are still conscious. They're still like laying there, all three just like in a three-way fight. Uh, jambalaya. <laughs> I don't know. I th- I'm pretty sure if a chandelier fell on me, all the fight would just go right out of me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think I've been laying there with my spleen punctured or whatever, just still flailing around trying to fight the fellow next to me. These guys are clearly something's quite wrong. You think it's probably, well, you know, everybody complained about when uh, Quick Clank McCrank, you know, was around the town and had these scheduled bar fights and stuff. But deep down, it's starting to look like these people are kind of missing it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I know there's an upstairs to this here uh, place. I'm going to try and bowl my way through the crowd and run up the stairs there if I can. That'd okay. Using all of my movement. Yep. And then I want to try and lasso somebody from the upper floors and, like, hoist them up. So they're just. No, so they're, they're hanging, just so they're, like, tied up, like, around the like waist. Like, funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do your uh, your lasso. This will be the dwarf uh, that uh, Sean Marston, that tackled Sean Marston, or Sean Marston tackled it. Um, 
This will be, that's going to hit. A 12 will hit. Uh, he has stood back up on a table now. And he looks up, <laughs> and it's right when Sean Marston uh, shot the chandelier down. He was standing on a table nearby. He was going to try again for his uh, patented chandelier attack. And he just looks a little dejected at uh, Sean Marston shooting down the chandelier. Just as you lasso him up, and he starts to swing and dangle right under the balcony. And <laughs> at that moment, while he's dangling, um, Chester Buttery comes in, and he's got a uh, an actual like shotgun, um, not just like a hunting rifle, but like an actual big slug shotgun, and he shoots it in the air. And, oh, okay, now everybody, calm down. Calm down. And about time you showed your face around here, Chester. <laughs> Looking around, uh Hollywood is still has his head in the mop bucket again of Sarsaparilla. Uh Sean Marston is um I guess you're still just you just shot the chandelier down. We've got Jambalaya dangling somebody from the from the balcony and just everyone instantly stops. The guy behind the bar uh, throws one more bear egg before everything kind of calms down. And then everybody just, like, in unison, starts to stand up and, like, pick the chairs back up and start just kind of cleaning the place up. That's right. That's what I thought. Oh, it's you two again. That's right. It's us two again. I've got some paperwork. I'll be in my office. You two. It's all right. Well, he, he was here doing your job for you, trying to restore order here. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> I was using the utmost restraint, literally. And I just let go of the last of the drops. <laughs> Smashes into a table that people have just picked up. Okay, well, you two have fun. And if you need me, I'll be over at the sheriff's office. I will be sure to f- not need you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, after I mean, after a few minutes, people get it cleaned up pretty quickly, and uh, the gnome in that, uh, not the gnome that Sean Marston stabbed, that guy is gone. <laughs> <laughs> He's going home and reevaluating his life. <laughs> it's like, fucking oh, Marvin! <laughs> Um, How am I going to explain this to Linda? <laughs> oh, my face. Um, yeah, the other gnome that was playing the cards with the guy with the wiry hair, they're back to playing uh, poker or whatever they were playing before, as if nothing happened. Um, the guy behind the bar <laughs> had... Ro- those robots really fucked these people up. <laughs> <laughs> The guy behind the bar gives Sean Marson another beer since his beer bottle. I don't even know if uh, a drink was taken out of it prior to it getting smashed. Um, and at this point, Hollywood lifts his head back up, but the latch on the like the handle of the mop bucket stuck. So now he's just got the mop bucket on his head, like looking around, like what's going on. Um, and the guy says. Well, now I hope y'all didn't want any bear eggs. I'm fresh out. You need anything else to eat? Uh, no, I, I reckon we'll probably be fine. I mean, <laughs> does this happen all the time? 
Oh shoot, it's probably been good, I don't know, six months since we had a good bar fight like that. I guess you got all that pent up aggression when you just used to get <laughs> get into organized fights every single day. Yeah. I guess that does something to a feather psyche. Yeah, I guess everyone just missed it a little bit. You know, ripping off her iron arm and beating three fellers with it was the... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's Janice. Yeah, she does. Well, she does that a lot. That does, she doesn't need a bar fight for an excuse to whip, rip off that arm and beat a couple people with it. Does it grow back? Yeah. Well, she can attach it back. It's made of iron. Gotcha. She's not. She's a. She's like a flesh person. Um, <laughs> just a warforged arm. But yeah, I guess it's like a clip on. Okay, I gotta go back to the back and grab some more bear eggs. If y'all are good, just uh, enjoy your drinks. And uh, he steps off into the back of the... <clears throat> uh, behind the bar where the kitchen is. And <laughs> things are calming down a little bit again. And a couple people have now uh, left after a half hour or so. And once a couple spots around you guys clear up on the bar... This man in his, probably in his 30s, he's got a stubbled brown hair and a stubble of a beard on him. Um, He's got a a nice-looking wide-brimmed cowboy hat and then a nice brown duster uh, coat. And at his side, instead of having two guns, he's got two, uh, like, hand uh, crossbows. Um, And he sits down. And he looks at you both and he says, <clears throat> I'm not going to do this. <clears throat> I'm sure that was great audio. That's what it sounded like. I might just switch and do that voice because I don't think I'm going to be doing this other voice. Um, yeah, uh, hi, I, yeah, I am going to do this voice now. Um, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> The scratchy Ubo. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, my name's Silas, and I was, a moment ago, I was talking like an old English man, but then I realized I couldn't do that, so I went with this one and said, yeah, That's probably a wise decision, my boy. Yeah, I couldn't do that. That's for dang sure. Um, so anyway, yeah, my name is Silas, and uh, I know it sounds like I'm talking really loud, but I'm actually whispering right now. You don't want to see me yell. That's poof, that's a whole nother well, story. You're causing avalanches in a completely different state. Oh, yeah. I knocked down buildings. And last time I raised wait, my voice when I, I stubbed my toe. Wait, you really the screaming sky cowboy? Oh, uh, that's my nickname in college. Oh, God. It's, we are in the pre- we are in the presence of greatness, Sean. <laughs> anyway, you two, I, I really like how you handled yourselves in that fight, shooting yeah, down the chandelier, roping that dwarf up from the balcony. That was pretty cool. Hey, well, anyway, I've been handling myself since I was a boy. What about that stab? That face stab, really nice. Uh, you two. I like the sudden and immediate escalation to vicious lethal violence. It was, firstly, that was my my real favorite there. It was real good. Johnny you just gave me disadvantage. Smash a ball right in the face. Learn from the best. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <clears throat> anyway, 
What are you saying? Oh. You, like the, you like the cut of our jib. Yeah, pretty much. This voice is really killing me doing this whisper here. <laughs> um, anyway, have you all ever been Man, up just to... Just let yourself go off the chain. You go all out, boy. Oh, I'd bring the roof down. <laughs> well, I don't want to see you hurt your voice. You know, if you it's hurt, hurt you to hold it in and restrain yourself, maybe you should just let it out. Maybe one day you all will see it. But for now, have you two ever been to Wisp Gulch City? <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. I can't either. It's actually Wisp Gulch. Wisp Gulch. Wisp Gulch. Yeah. Right. No, I ain't down, never been there. It's down south, right in the. Right along those iron mines. Iron mountains, right down there. And, uh. Alright. It's ruled pretty ruthlessly by a Clot Brimmer. Clout, some may call him. I call him Clot. It's probably Clout. It's with a okay. K. I don't know if you need a. Clickety clang clang, clickety clue. Right. You need, I don't know him? if you need to spell that or not. If you're just good with calling him clout. No, is he just a fellow we need to shoot? Is that essentially what we're looking <laughs> well, at? Here? Well, we're... The goal is for us three. It's gonna be five once I get my companions. We're gonna go and arrest them. See, I'm kind of a bounty hunter myself, and clot here has murdered one of my friends, so we just need to bring them to justice. All right. Well, that's something we can we can certainly get behind. I mean, I am a wilderness ranger, as you can see by my badge here. And, uh, I, I police these wilds. Well, you see, I am an authority figure, and you will treat me as such, as defined by the parameters of this here magic item. Uh, yeah. So, my I am a uh, wilderness ranger, and this here is my junior deputy law dog, Sean Marks. Howdy. That's he is great. my partner in life and in the law. Naked really, Did I say my What's, name? I think I did. No, yes, I, it's it's Silas. It, oh, it's Silas. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just trying to bring it back in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping my two... <laughs> you seem familiar somehow in a bunch of different ways. I ain't quite... Uh, I can't put my finger on it. Hey, hey, I'm hey, hoping hey. my two companions talk more than me, but we do have to go and scoop them up before we I'm interested out. to see what kind of voices they're going to have. I'm sure they'll be fun. Well, one's not much of a talker. Hey, 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 I got to keep <laughs> getting it back. It keeps running away from me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, something about your story just ain't adding up there, uh, Mr. Silas. I'm really being like a lot voice. more sincere than it's coming out right now. I mean, your voice just keeps changing. You keep saying you got to get yourself back into it. And like, like None of that is on role. purpose for my me as a character. It's like, like you're, it's like you're acting for a role you ain't prepared for very well. <laughs> like I was gonna try to come out being an old Englishman, to- and I completely pulled the ripcord on it. <laughs> Instead, you went for the Cookie Monster. It's <laughs> 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 certainly an interesting artistic choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose we try and find those rails again. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's find. Speaking of rails, if you're wondering how we we're gonna get down there to Wisp Gulch City, oh my, it ain't on that goddamn flesh train, is it? It's on the flesh trains. 
replacement tracks that they've been building the last 25 days. Y'all probably saw it, right? Y'all been around town the last 25 days, right? We've been out in the woods. We've been on the road on the flesh train on its final journey. That thing was a uh, death trap. Good beef, though. Mysterious train beef. It was delicious. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Um... Anyway, uh, the new lightning rail they installed in just the last 25 days, it's mostly the same track, but it also makes a stop down at Wisp Gulch City now. Klopp paid for it himself to add that stop in on the lightning rail. My so, goodness. Yeah, so once we collect uh, my, my, my buddies Twang and Doc, we'll just board on that lightning trail. We'll get there in no time. Arrest Clock. I'll give you both 250 gold pieces each, and we'll call it a day. Is it a meat train again? No, it's not a meat train. It's a big metal train now. They realized that the meat train had a mind of its own and was very vulnerable to the sun, the elements. <laughs> every, it smelled it was, pretty bad. It was, there was nothing good about it. Nobody knows where that train came from. Someone named sure Alex. That thing was like 90% melanoma. Yeah, someone <laughs> named Alex decided to create it. it had sphincters all over it <laughs> you don't need to tell us this is a sphincter free metal train well, lightning well, rail is, hey, hey, the hey. innovations of that their science will wonders never cease but uh, all right so <clears throat> what about these these twang and dot what can you tell us about them well we're well, looking for well twang is I think we, Twang's actually in town, so we can go scoop him up real quick. We'll have to, we'll have to journey a little bit to get docked, but it shouldn't be too long. Um, but if y'all are done with your drinks here, we can go to the stables where uh, Twang's hanging out, and we can go scoop him up. All right. Hey, well, hey, I ain't hey. got nothing better to do. Sound good to me. Oh, Jesus. Cheese and crackers. That <laughs> is doing a number. Unfortunately. Peas and rice. As you all are approaching the uh, the stables, um, you hear coming from the stables what sounds like dueling banjos. Uh, it sounds like just two people that are in like this fierce back and forth uh, banjo duet. And uh, after you all approach. Um, who can whistle for me and make it look like I'm whistling? Oh, me. <laughs> I know. I can whistle like a little bit, but not very good. There we go. That was all me, everybody. Um, was the whistle so perfect that it cut the audio out? <laughs> did you hear it? It did sound like it cut it a little bit. Um, you got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're doing it and it's cutting it out or if you're just not doing it. I know it's gone. It's gone. My lips are either too wet or too dry. I can't do it. This this is why I love I love that um you know, if people listen to it as a podcast format, it gets some editing into it and it's got some extra sound effects and stuff added into it, which is great. But also, the people that are listening to the podcast, sometime you also need to stop by and watch the stream because a lot of it just does not transfer, I don't think. 
Okay. I can but do one of he, these. He does a really good whistle. And uh, at that... Yeah, the, than any of those shit whistles. <laughs> <laughs> both the banjos just cut. And then you see a um, small, feathery figure of a kinku step outside from underneath the loft of the stables. And uh, it is eyeing you both warily under a wide-brimmed hat. And its hands, hands are clutching a banjo. A very nice-looking banjo. And the kinku utters a couple like excited plucking notes as it sees its friend Silas. And every note that's coming out of its voice, it just sounds like a banjo. Which is very unfortunate because now I can't switch to Banjo Boy's voice. And I've got to continue to talk. Hey, hey, hey. Um, this here's Twang. Uh, he's my kinku friend. Just sounds like a banjo and likes to play the banjo. Hope that's cool with you. I hope you both like the banjo because there's going to be a whole lot of it until we part ways. Uh, John Malaya pulls his uh, fiddle out from his bedroll and just sort of plucks a few uh, notes alongside. Uh, the kinku, absolutely fine by me. I love music. The kinku starts like bouncing up and down very excitedly, and again starts to play the banjo while at the same time uh, voicing notes from what sounds like two different banjos. That is a mighty fine talent you got there, mister. It's uh, just bobbing its head and just continues that uh, that duet, that it's, that dueling duet it's playing. Okay, uh, well, if you two have had enough, enough fun for one, hey, 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 um, <laughs> we need to uh, go ahead and hit the road. Go start laughing at that. <laughs> We need to hit the road, uh, because Doc is a few miles up north, up in the plains. Um, there was a, a dinosaur stampede that injured a few halflings, so ta- uh, I almost said Tanya because well, I read... I didn't expect to hear today. I almost said Tanya because I read the chat for a moment. Um, no, Doc. Uh, Excuse me? The chat? Yeah. Uh, there's a bulletin board that people post messages oh, right there, right. Okay. and I just... My eyes glanced at the the board the last message was um tanya saying, most of them are real nice and some of them are real dicks but yeah tanya's last message says <laughs> you're such a problem who invited you i don't know who that person was responding to but <laughs> i think that's probably johnny <laughs> <laughs> he, he usually is the one getting the uh <laughs> <laughs> Getting the people's backs up there. Uh, in any case, salami drapes, my goodness. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a world we live in. So for the sake of me saving my voice just a little bit, um, <laughs> we'll uh, say that Silas uh, grabs... That's going to be really confusing saying Silas so many times on this show. Um, Silas will grab his horse from the from the stables, it's a white and brown spotted horse. And um, Twang jumps up and like sits in front of Silas as Silas uh, ma- uh, mans the reins for for the horse. Um, Alright, well, we better get going before it gets too dark out. And uh, you all head up north. Uh, apparently to some dinosaurs. Have either of you ever seen dinosaurs? 
Jambalaya or Sean Morris. I ain't never not... seen that darn source. You know, you know, sometimes when you've been around for a few years, you might see, you know, sometimes what you might think is a cat is, in fact, a uh, triceratops. Oh, I've seen a cat. Well, you know, cats ain't, ain't really like a triceratops. It's just some people think they is. Because uh, the things they got in common is that they're very quiet. Real quiet. Now, triceratops is like 10 tons of rampaging lizard. And you would think that he would be very loud. But he's quiet. Real quiet, dude. Got real heavy. They make themselves some slippers out of like pine needles. Soft moss. They stick them together on their clawed lizard feet. And they sneaks around, making no noise like these ingenious creatures as triceratops. Like a cat. And also they eat mice. You might have heard there was herbivores. She's wrong. They sneak up and they wait outside the mouse hole. They just open their big lizard mouth. And they just pretend that they is a mouse hole. And the mouse just runs in. Anything the mice is trying to eat, like uh, wheels of cheese or, you know, like a <laughs> elaborately glazed ham. Sometimes there's a cat come looking for the mouse and you know how they fight and the cat will just be laid in the chair smoking a cigar while the mice is stealing the cheese. <laughs> well, neither of them here the Triceratops come sneaking up with his mouse slippers and come eat up the whole house. So yeah, that's why Triceratops is <laughs> like a cat. Because they make pine tree slippers and Wait, eat they, mice. They look like a cat? Yep. No, they look like uh, <laughs> I mean, they got a... I ain't never seen one. I don't know head. what it is. Explain. Well, yeah, it's, like a, it's like a lizard with, with like bony horns on its face. Okay. It's probably... It's like the size of a small house. <laughs> like yes. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it ain't furry. <laughs> so this whole conversation has been going by, and Silas <laughs> Silas is, like, enraptured by this conversation because um, Silas has seen dinosaurs before, and he has never once <laughs> compared a triceratops to a cat. Um so this is kind of his first glimpse at uh, Jambalaya's knowledge. Um, and after... Uh, you take your notes there, boy. Um, Listen up and pay attention. I'm dropping knowledge from the tree of life. <coughs> well, <coughs> hey, 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 if, any, if, any, um, if we're any lucky, maybe we can see some Triceratops while we're up there and really... Hey, you well, got any mice on you? You might see them, but you won't hear them. That's right, because the pine tree needles slippers. That's right, pine trees and sphagnum moss. What was that word again? Sphagnum moss. Okay, that sounds pretty legit. It's a real, real deal. You ever find yourself taking a shit out in the wild, you'll be looking for some sphagnum moss. Or if you want to make some slippers. 
he uh, it now does pull out just a small one of those. I don't I don't know the the size of them, but the really small just hand for like a legal notepad. And uh, he did take notes on the dinosaur, but when you're talking about pooping in the wild and what kind of leaves to use and not use, he is now uh, taking some notes. Yeah, why do you why, why do you want those kind of leaves for toilet paper? Well, it's because it's, it's mouse. So it's nice and moist, and it won't, like, cut up your butthole like a dried-up old, like, holly leaf or something would. Like a pine cone. I dried a pine you cone no, once. No, I mean, you, in terms of texture, it'd be real good for giving your butthole a good scouring. But, I mean, look, you look at your long-term plan there. You ain't going to be wiping your butthole with a pine cone every single day. Unless you want to give yourself pine piles. Yeah, I like to use that moss, too. (laughs) It's good stuff. Sanitary. Keeps it nice and clean. And uh, I hear in Paris, France, they have these things called bee days. (laughs) They squirt some water. It's a a place up in Europe, I think. But anyway, well, they got these things like in the toilet. It jets cold water straight up your butthole. Oh, that sounds painful. You don't need no must at all. How strong are we talking? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it, I guess it depends. You're looking at, uh, like, you don't want to be copying like Madame Putin too. Maybe that's how she got started. <laughs> I forgot about her. She had the jet and the bidet turned up too high. Oh, and that's how she learned how to play the trumpet with her butthole. Oh, you heard about her. Yeah. Oh, everyone's heard about Madame Tootin' fruit. Madame Putin Tootin' Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, and look, the there's the camp that Doc's staying at. And. <laughs> how convenient. How convenient. <laughs> He's uh, like, cut. <laughs> cut. The, the sun is no now. More poop story, please. <laughs> the sun is just barely setting now. Um, <laughs> so it's actually kind of a. Just a really. It's vibrant colors throughout the sky but there's enough light where you can see pretty much everything it's not dark yet and uh you see in the distance what looks like uh, it looks like kind of makeshift uh palisades all the way around making a circle and around that circle off you know a little bit away kind of grazing are you see some um ankylosaurs some triceratops wearing uh slippers and um, and some hadrosaurs, whatever that is. I ain't never hadrosaur. <laughs> and uh, but they're not like they're not in the camp. Um, they are just kind of grazing around, uh, eating little tufts uh, from just the bare. Every once in a while, you see a couple trees um, kind of popped up in the plains, and a little bit patches, some patches of grass that they're all chomping down on. Um, but Silas will lead you all into the actual the barricades around the town. Okay, so yeah, Doc. Like I said, Doc here. He is a healer of sorts, and he found out that a couple of halflings got trampled in a stampede. So he came up here to see what he could do. Um, not really sure where he is. So if one of you two find folk, wouldn't mind yelling for him because if I do, it's gonna bring these walls down. I'm still whispering. 
Remind me who I'm supposed to be yelling for again. Doc. He just goes by Doc. Hey, Doc! (laughs) A couple seconds go by, um, (laughs) and then you see the figure of a Warforge come out from a uh, a tent. And they're dressed in a brown vest, collared shirt, but are a bear from the waist down, but it's like a Ken doll down there. He's a bear from the waist down. <laughs> uh, that is not B E A R. You he mean is he not ain't wearing no pants? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm He's got a pair of small, rounded spectacles perched uh, on his noseless face somehow, giving him a really bookish look. And he comes over to you all, and I'm going to like doing this voice because I'm going to rely on my good old. Use your modulator. Yep. I sure as <laughs> shit am after what I've been through tonight. What? Well, you got it. You might as well flaunt it. Uh, I don't know why you thought you could do an English accent. You made an impression of me. <laughs> hey, Silas. For- hey, Twang. Who you got here with you? I mean, no, sorry, wrong podcast. Oh, fuck. He asked Silas a question, didn't he? Uh, uh, these are Sean Marston. Uh, hey, 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 I'm a bear. Sean Marston and John Bly of Pendergrass. They're here to help us with the. Clot situation. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, fantastic. I'm just finishing up uh, attending to the wounds of the previous stampede. Should it be more than maybe a half hour or so? If you all don't mind, uh, we'll just hang out in town and waiting for me, and I should be done in just a minute. Um, splinting up one last injured ankle. All right. right. Um, hey, 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 I don't know what you two want to do. <laughs> if you want to see the face of a man who is regretting his life decisions. No, I was looking. Man. Okay, again, you need to watch these streams because somebody just donated $10. And um, I guess you get to pick a gift to send when you donate money or something. Because all of a sudden a big toilet just popped up on the screen. And I had no, <laughs> and I'm looking at this big toilet thinking I was thinking what is like I oh, was so shitty confused. cowboys. I was, like, I was like, what's this big toilet? And then it said, um, shit. Oh no, I feel so bad. I uh I forgot I their name it. because I was so fucking Who was preoccupied it? with the Out toilet. yourself with the toilet. Yes, thank you so much, whoever <laughs> just donated. Uh, yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, all that money goes back into these shows. So thank you so much. Um, and it, if you couldn't tell, I mean, it's just top-notch quality. You get here, like, uh, perfect, uh, <laughs> superb voice acting. Um, uh, all right, do you guys want to play, like... Yeah. I mean, don't don't fucking drag all of us down with you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like a group, you know, like a group thing, right? Um, yeah, man, we're all pulling in the same direction. Right, yeah, yeah all, all going, all the same exact level of voice, <laughs> just voice is situation, right? I Certainly, think. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> what what do you guys want to do here for, you know, ch- uh, apparently a half hour? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I kind of want to pet the ankylosaur. Okay. They are outside of the... Um, the village, but certainly within reach, unless they spook easy. Who knows? So, are we just going to go play with some dinosaurs? 
<laughs> well, I don't know what else there is to do, really. I mean, there's not much. Yeah, we'll go play with the dinosaurs then. What's an ankylosaur look like? It's kind of like an armadillo, but like with human with feet, tail? like a lizard lizard armadillo, oh, like God. reptile, big beefy thing. Sean, you probably watched a lot of the Jurassic Park Netflix show. Nope. Oh, really? Liam and uh, Chase watch it all the time. Yeah, it's, I'll get you a picture of one, boy. Okay, yeah, he'll send I you a picture. It. One. I got it. I see. They're pretty. Oh, they're pretty. Ooh, yeah. As far You're as I know, pet that thing. They're pre- I mean, I they're think they're pretty, pretty cool. Chill. I mean, uh, when I was at well, well, out of character, when I was a little boy, I had a a little rubber ankylosaur that changed it like changed color when it got hot. <laughs> I got it from the museum when I was a little kid. It was like one of my prized possessions. So yeah, I love ankylosaurs. Cool. Um, uh, Jambalaya, just you know, he's next burn on. It's real nice. Eat a lot of berries. <laughs> Not like the triceratops. You can't turn your back on a triceratops. Don't ever do it because they sneak up on you and they'll eat you. They'll eat people too. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. When they're feeling brave, they'll come for you. I thought they only ate veggies and mice. Well, that's what they want you to think. You see one running through the scrub when he'd been on a killing spree with six feathers on each horn. Like kebabs. <laughs> and wait until they ferment in the sun and then they scrape them off against a tree and eat them. I seen it. Killer triceratopsis. You think they're all placid, nice. You should get on the wrong side of one. When you get in the wrong side of the, the hunting season, <laughs> triceratops. They'll get you. As you two uh, are heading out to the leave the the Walden section of the uh, the village, I say village, but this is a uh, like a nomadic population. These um, these halflings, these walls are able to be broken down and made into like sleds that they can attach to harnesses and the, the dinosaurs can drag this entire town could be broken down and put onto these sleds. So um, mm. they can kind of roam around and they just, you know, herd these dinosaurs just like cowboys do. They're pretty much halfling dinosaur cowboys. It's actually pretty badass. Um but as you two are both heading outside of the Walden area, you hear this ground-shaking rumbling start to build. And then you start to hear panicked cries in the distance. Oh no, not again! And I think that's a... I'm sure that's nothing we need to worry about. No, definitely not. And I think, uh, I, I, because I don't think we'd have enough time to finish uh, this next scene that's about to happen. Well, you've got, yeah, you've got a, an action-packed evening for yourself planned, haven't you? Yep, so, I believe this will be a very good uh, cliffhanger stopping spot uh, and give us time to plug <laughs> some stuff. I've um, enjoyed this so far. I'm <laughs> excited to see what's going to happen in two weeks' time. Yeah, I know. I'm already like very excited. I'm very sad that I, if if I thought we could finish it, I would definitely go for it. But um, uh, that's cool. It's better to um, leave them wanting more and yeah. uh, not just not just cutting off because we need a hard stop. Right. So, uh, Gerundu, where can people find you at? 
Um, you can find me crying into my cereal every morning. No, uh, you can find me all over the Majestic. <laughs> you can find me all over the Majestic Goose Network. Uh, I'm on uh, Roll So Weird as Silas Lancaster, hence the confusion throughout tonight's uh, performance. As Adam foolishly thought he could get away with that, doing this. I was, oh man, <laughs> I really, I really you. thought maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do that. I, can I, I can't, like, I can't, there. I can't fucking, if, like, right now, if I'm going to just try to say, give me a line to say. <laughs> Philbert, my dear boy. Philbert, my dear boy. I can't even fucking start it. You need some gravel in your voice, mate. Philbert, <laughs> my dear boy. No, it's still, oh, no, it's, no. Yeah, I'm just doing That's the fucking, like have, I'm just I, doing it. I, I, I don't I, have hey, time for Sima. <laughs> I, I, I can't I do it. I'm glad, I, ba- I'm glad I bailed on that. It's more, yes, it's more. Yes. In the adventure. You see the elderly voice, it sort of rambles along in the back of the throat there. In the adventure, (laughs) his name is Silas. I was like, it'll be funny if I make it sound like Silas from Rough Weird. Because I could fucking do that. that (laughs) One step beyond. Uh, But yeah, you can find me there as Silas Lancaster. You can find me uh, here at Jumble Eye Pendergrass every other Wednesday when it ain't a shitty Cowboys podcast drop. You can find me as Jerundu. Hello, I'm Jerundu uh, on Dice Talk, co hosted with the beautiful, the talented uh, Jeremy Fair. And you can also find me every Monday night live at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, 10 p.m. GMT as Flex Gristle on the Modrus Bloodsport Association with uh, Adam DeWeese as my broadcasting partner, Razor McGirth. And Sean, where can people find you at? Nowhere. <laughs> he can't, he's a ghost. He's he's a man from nowhere. Don't find me. <laughs> <laughs> Some say he just materialized. You can find my Twitter. There, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I've got a couple Stay of things. The fuck away from Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of things I want to plug. Uh, one of which Sean's on is our my first ever homebrew campaign, Halfway to Heroes. We are about to tonight record the penultimate episode, I believe. I don't know. We'll see what happens tonight in the next one. But I believe this is going to be the penultimate episode, and the finale will be the next time we record. Very sad about that, but also very excited for the next campaign we're about to kick off after which. Um, so if you have not yet listened to Halfway to Heroes, definitely suggest checking that out. And then two big things that I need to plug are one is my brand new show. It is my current baby, and that is Lauren Poor. Sean's idea, actually, initially, uh, because big he was brain. fucking make. No, because you were fucking making fun of my other show. <laughs> I was. I was going to do. I was going to do a show called uh, Lauren Snore, which is now going to be a Patreon exclusive. So if you're not a Patreon, you can sign up for as low as It really $1. was just and totally spitballing. Adam's like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. You're fucking onto something. And how do you think NBA happened? That's how is NBA it? happened, too. That's <laughs> exactly how all of our shit stuff. happened. Somebody throws <laughs> out an idea and it fucking snowballs. Um, but so what Lauren Poor is, is it is drunk history meets D&D lore where I bring on a guest. They don't get their topic until 30 minutes before we hit record. And then they get 30 minutes to, like study while myself and them uh, both drink a lot. And then we hit record and we treat it as if they are the absolute expert on the field. And they, um, whatever they say goes. So we've got two episodes out right now. 
Uh, it's gonna be, I think, a bi-weekly show, but right now for the month of February for its launch, we're gonna go weekly, uh, which means that this coming Monday, uh, Jeremy Fair's episode will come out. Uh, Jeremy talked about Tarask. Uh, Sean got to talk about Illithid for the debut episode since it was his idea. Uh, Dustin and Johnny had a, uh, duo episode, which was a lot of fun on an astral plane. And then after Jeremy's episode, the one and only Gerundu over there, uh, gives you a tour guide, uh, guided tour of the nine hells, which is a lot of fun. It's a lot different than the other ones. Um, when's, it's when's, very uh, cool. Britney's. I just refuse to conform to whatever, uh, format. Well, that and I gave you like nine topics. <laughs> you did give me nine topics, yeah. Uh, Brittany should be after that. Uh, my wife, Brittany's on an episode talking about dragons. Tim Lanning's on I can't on wait to hear that. Yeah, Tim I Lanning. can't wait to hear that. Tim Lanning was on an episode talking about, um, the gith. And then, I'm, uh, a big f- I'm a big fan of Tim, don't get me wrong, but I kind of want I'm gonna put it on Patreon very soon. I almost, I've got it ready and I was gonna put it on Patreon, and then I was like, uh, like, I don't want to dump too much stuff too early. So I was, I'm like waiting, and I, mean, I am gonna put it early on Patreon, but not just not yet. Um, and then this coming Thursday, I'm recording an episode with Bianca from uh, the Broadswords, and then I've got. After that, it's going to be Ned from, uh, or I mean, Ted from the Nerd Asylum, or not the Nerd Asylum, sorry, uh, Nerd Immersion. I've got uh, some other people that are lined up for guests. Very excited where this show is going to go. Um, so go check that out. And second show that also launched this week is a very big week for the Majestic Goose Network. We also rebranded One Shot Onslaught, which is pretty big. And then uh, Eclipse Podcast launch, which is like sci-fi thriller, D&D in space. It is uh, GM'd by Jeremy Fair, of course, and um, I'm a player in that one as a mind flayer, and we're having a lot of fun with that one, and it was, um, like, it's kind of bordering on, like, D&D slash audio drama, where it's a, uh, like, a very um, produced show, where it's got a lot of sound effects and background, and it's in space, uh, the theme is very heavy, and um, it's it's really, really good. You should definitely check that one out too. Um, I posted a link to both Eclipse and Loreport in the chat. So uh, the first like three, four weeks of a podcast are super important. So if you wouldn't mind going, listening to all of our episodes and leaving us a rating review, that would help us so much. And jump, fucking jump a lie, just float it off in space. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> we will see you all in two weeks. And I can't wait to see what uh, these dinosaurs are up to. Bye, everyone. Back in 1849 in the Springfield Golden Nugget Mine, my great-grandma Dolores saved the day. When she propped the shaft and saved the lives of 140 Springfield wives. Boom, 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 boom.
The men folk found their women scary Cause they were so big and hairy They thought that dynamite would seal them in Well, my gramps was known as Chaplips Calhoun He was in the local saloon And in came Billy Joe Walton through the door Said they'd blown the golden nugget My granddaddy said, oh, darn it And they buried my Dolores My sweet little golden oar swings on well, my granddaddy jumped up from his table, finished his jug, brushed his teeth, went off and gave his horse a fine rub down. Cause the cowboy's life ain't easy. Cowboy's life is hard. You can take him from the saddle. But it'll be alone in his heart. Well, my grandpa was a man in love. Called Dolores his prairie dove. Told her that he loved her, then he sighed. Cause she never once forgave him, even underneath the cave in. But he knew she would forgive him in that gold mine in the sky. Going all the way back there. That was a ballad of Chaplitz Calhoun by the late Sideways Hank O'Malley. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Hank. Hank.